November 27, 2023. It's a Wild from Pedro show. Big Maybell was in this band, you know, Big yeah. Maybell. This was, I don't know, this was, I don't know what the heck we were, rhythm and blues or everything. I don't know what that band. Anyway, that's, that band and then King Colax, you heard of Colax, eh? And Eddie Vincent. Dizzy. Earl Bosty. Gay Cross. Gay Cross. He's from Cleveland. He had a little band. He used to be with Lil Jordan one time in his band. He had a little band that was patterned after Lil's band. He sang and played something like that. And um, Daisy Me and the Hepcats. Johnny Hodges. You did work with Hodges? Yeah. When was that? In 1953. For how long? Oh, six, seven months, I think. Really? Who else was in the band? Well, we had Richard Powell on the piano, and Lawrence Brown, Emmett Berry, Edward Trubb, and a guy named Jimmy Johnson on the drums. Facebook, I forgot this name. That's surprising me. I had no idea that you ever worked with Hodgson. Huh? Sure, man. I mean, that was a real gas for you, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, we had some true music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lawrence Brown, I like him immensely, man. How'd you feel it? No, you have never. Great trombonist, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Emmett Barry, he impressed me too. Johnny Hodges, I feel like And uh, Earl Bostic is kind of tremendous too. I didn't appreciate guys, uh, uh, men like Earl and after I heard Charlie Clark, you know, because Charlie, you know, he swayed me so much, you know. But, uh, after I come out uh, from under it a little bit, you know, after I'd been under it a little bit, under his spell, then I could uh, kind of listen to other people too. And uh, when I played with these men, like that, I found I learned a lot from them.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Started off uh, John Coltrane talking August Bloom, June 15, 1958, about people he played for when he was younger. And we had Sharky Face with Pan and Echo. And because of those uh, Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me via Skype, Angela Edwards. Welcome aboard, Angie. Hi. And where are you talking to me from? Uh, Oakland, California, West Oakland. Yeah, Oaktown, East Bay. Okay. And we, right away, we got to give uh, respect and uh, gratefulness to Leslie for the connect. Yeah, uh, my girl. Yeah, absolute. Much respect. She's pioneer with the wild music, too. I love it. Love it. She's an angel. Yeah, inspiration. Uh and you're getting over sickness, but you're 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 all fine and well. I want to find out about your musical journey, please, Angela. Bring your earliest musical recollection, please. Uh, well, <laughs> my family played music in church, so it would be uh, on some country gospel, Pentecostal, <laughs> old time religion shit. That's your memory. Now, now, was uh, the pad you grew up in musical instruments, or was it just church, like the piano or something? Um, well, I was, I'm talking first, like, little. Like, they would make me sing. <laughs> sure, the uh, voice is an instrument. Yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the best singer. Um, and I wanted to play drums. Like, my, I had a cousin that played drums, my cousin that played guitar, and my aunt played organ. But my dad wasn't wild about the idea. And by the time I was old enough to really do it, I was not interested in church anymore. You couldn't you couldn't drag me to church. And was there a piano? Did you have to go through that? The piano lesson adventure? No, no. no nobody was really that interested. It was like church was like my aunts and cousins and stuff, but neither of my parents really promoted uh music but i played in band and well yeah let me ask you about school the marching band the choir shit like that oh yeah i played i played cornet i was in symphonic band and marching band okay (laughs) i quit i quit in high school but i mean i quit high school so if i'd been in high school i probably would have played cornet's kind of like a trumpet people yeah little 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 Little, bit littler because i have little, little hands smaller hands but uh i have a trumpet now Oh, is that right? So <laughs> you came back to it. Uh, I did, but I mean, it's bigger, so. <laughs> and uh, so when you left school, you left the coronet until you came back, yeah, to trumpet. No, I never, I didn't really leave it. I, I Oh, okay. I, I lost the practice one that I had, but I I had an old junky one, and I would blast on it, and I've always, like, ran it through effects and just acted stupid with it. You know who did uh, trumpets through effects? was was uh, Cozy in... Uh, Robin Gristle. Yeah. Now, uh, the, now that I'm, you know, a more uh, classy individual, uh, she's an inspiration. I also like John Hassel. Oh, yeah. We just lost him, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm going to play some of his music. What a fucking trip that you guessed yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm going to play it. his Blue Nile. Because oh, nice. a buddy of mine was really a good friend of his, and it was really sad. I mean, he was an older man, but it's still hard to lose people. It yeah, is. and the next chunk of music, we're going to listen to some John Castle. Wow, what a trip. 
Music is such a fabric between us humans that's bitching and righteous. I love it. Uh, let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought with your own money? Please, Angie. Um, <laughs> does Columbia House count? Like, you know. The- no, I was part of that where you give in a dime and they send you a bunch. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, again, when I was little, because I've always been into different music. But, I mean, I had a wide taste then. As a, as a kid, we're talking a kid. I, I was like New Edition and um, Al Green. A lot of times I would like get the music that my parents were into. I like yeah. old country, like Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn and Merle Haggard. But uh, if you mean like with my own full. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So I asked this question yeah. because, you know, yeah, what are you going to buy when you finally get some money? I, I, my friends and I would make each other tapes and off the radio and stuff. But I think the first record I bought was probably on my own was probably Skinny Puppy. Oh, I remember that. I think maybe Canadian guys. Yeah, yeah, they are Canadian. And kind of abstract music, pretty intense. Mm-hmm, a lot of yeah. samples. Right, right. So that's your first record. And what was the first gig you saw? Um, well, my cousins and I got to go to, our, our moms would just drop us off. They were like single mom bartenders. They would drop us off at Astroworld and we'd just run around all day. So there'd be concerts at Astroworld, and I saw some pretty corny stuff that just happened to be happening when I was right there, like John Schneider from, uh, you know, things like that. But my own first concert that I went to was uh, NXS to see NXS and PIL, but I was going because of PIL. And a friend's mom took us, and we dressed all up, and it was really cute. What'd you dress up as? Well, I, like more excessively punk. Then, you know, very Sex Pistols inspired, not, not what I would normally wear on a day-to-day basis because I'm not really very fashionable. And I wasn't back then, but for that show, you know, I got all dressed up like a well, He poser. went through some trips. I, I saw the first tour with Job Wobble. They had Martin Atkins <clears throat> on drums. Yeah. Yeah, and he was wearing a... A bunch of stuff to protect the, the singer, Johnny Rotten, uh, from people were spitting on him. So he had oh, all wow. this like a like World War One flying helmet with goggles and shit. Yeah, it was at the Olympic. Plugs That's opened up. Uh, let me ask you this: Not graduating high school, but in the afternoon when school's out, did you get into the garage band, basement band, bedroom band, basement band stuff? Um, I was a like a latchkey apartment kid, and no, we would. We had like forts in the woods, and friends had like uh, half pipes in their yard, and it was more hanging out and listening to music. Yeah, I'm thinking cornet. There's a period in the '90s with ska bands, so those guys got to be in bands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. There was yep. a little period where the brass section at schools could like be in rock and roll bands because of the ska thing. I sort of hid that stuff for a while. Whenever. Yep. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> I didn't bust out my. As, as a matter of fact, my last uh, little bit in school, I would put my cornet in a different bag, you know, riding the bus and stuff. Uh-huh. So I was kind of a little bit self-conscious. Shy of, yeah, yeah, I was shy about it. I wanted to be not doing that, but I also wanted to play, and I really liked it. So it was cognitive. But then, when school was over, you stopped playing. Well, you said you kind of still. Well, how did you get into this experimental more? 
because probably the program at school with the cornet wasn't too experimental. No, not at all. Um, well, I kept, I was working and, you know, running amok, a little degenerate from 15 on. And then I decided I needed to get the hell out of Houston. So I took my GD and I went to uh, junior college, Blinn, near College Station. It's because I had a boyfriend in grad school who was like studying math and was going to be an actuary blah blah but uh that that town wasn't for me i was like going texas to texas a&m right college station. yeah college yeah. station kind of square was, john rotc school uh, it was rough man but uh you i know, played just, there's a little town next to it right what blaine or blah blaine yeah and mm-hmm. I, I played there once yeah it's it's, it's it's we call those character builders <laughs> exactly but i was running off to austin from, you know, I was going to Blaine College, and as soon as I, I did one semester when I was done with uh, junior college, at one semester at A&M, and was like, just super weird. Even having a nose ring was just, a, it's a, I don't ever want to go back there, <laughs> but it's I. It's kind of like how high school didn't end, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so. hard to explain to people about that, how some college life ain't, it's, it's kind of an extension of a high school. And mm-hmm. I could see people wanting to run away like crazy from that shit. Yeah, it was just like high school, and I did I did run away. I got to Austin uh, as fast as I could, and I was working at the college radio station there. And Sound Exchange was, is you know, right across the street from RIP. It's gone, but right across the street from uh, University of Texas in Austin. Right. The radio station was on the street that ran uh, alongside it. The, the KBR, KBRX was the yep. original location, but I really got into to college radio and I was doing a local show and a lot of the more underground bands is what I liked out there. And they, they could be pretty weird, you know? And so oh, that yeah. was sort of a jumping, jumping off point. Cause he butthole surfers and sure. I already was into skinny puppy and, um, yeah, I just started finding, I would go to the experimental Did you know about uh, Big Boys and Dicks? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I love uh, one of my favorite Their first, both, both those bands, their first Hollywood gig was with the Minutemen. Here, I, oh, wow, we, we cool. did something here with the, your sharky face called uh, Hour of the Wolf. I want to play.
Thank you. 
Off for Pedro Show at Chunky Music. Start off with Sharky Face doing Out of the Wolf. Then we had John Castle, like I promised you. Blue Nile, Blues Nile, sorry. Important ass there. Daniel Bachman after that, Till the Roses Come Home. Ron Coates with Carbon Breeze, brand new out of Brighton, England. Music Infinite, that's brand new too. Broken Mind Circuit. And then Sharky Face. With Melancholetta? Melancholetta, yeah. Melancholetta. Like a pointy play on melancholy, I think. Kind of, you have a sad, kind of a sad tune. So, uh, yeah, okay, so you you got this show. You gravitate to the radio station. You got your own show. And I I know how called, by that time, college radio, every show, it's its own. Uh, there's no, like, a playlist or shit. Every, every program, every person with the show is their own program director, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. So you had kind of the the tastes and the aesthetics of the person running the show kind of went how the show went, kind of mm-hmm. guided how the show went. And so your your experiences with public image and skinny puppy. So but you when do you want to start getting in on the creating part? Well, my show is a local show, so I was like it was just, it was more of the underground, weirder People band. play in Austin, yeah. Yeah, and my friends that I made through that, I was also the uh, fundraising director, so I booked all the benefits. Okay. And I had a, a live show. Like, I did the local show on Friday like, early in the night, like 7 and 9, and then I had a live show on the weekends where I'd get bands to come in and I always pick weirder ones. And they just became, like, my friend, my chosen family, like, more weird bands and, you know, boyfriends and buying weird records and shit and so i got into noise and well if i was in a, a hardcore band with with one guy called suck ass mule that was just pretty ridiculous yeah <laughs> you didn't screen. give me any music from suck ass mule uh, it, it really doesn't exist there's like a something some tapes somewhere but he was actually on your show tyler from brown hornet oh sure that. tyler yeah. yeah okay yeah and uh was that your actually first gigs that you did was Suck Ass Mule? No, we, we, yeah, yeah, actually, yes. We did one. We did one show, and then uh, later on, he and I started playing in a, 
noise. Tell me about that first gig. Well, it wasn't first. It was the only gig. (laughs) It was the only one. I think it was at Stubbs Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. and I played there many times. Mm -hmm. The drummer for this band, Zulu's Kono. Uh, No, he wasn't the drummer. He was a guitarist. Tyler actually played drums. It was a trio, and we did one show opening for, I don't even remember who. And what'd you play? Did you say? I screamed, yeah. I sang. Yeah, we had some sandpaper tampon. Yeah. We really really are a good band. At the time, we had one called $40 Haircut, and now I get haircuts that are way I was making fun of people getting $40 haircuts so. yeah my sister <laughs> cuts my hair for free. Haircuts. oh cool <laughs> get this when I came here uh, from Virginia to Pedro my pop is a sailor and the army base here even though he's a sailor there was an army base here in Pedro the haircuts were 10 cents oh yeah <laughs> wow yeah well this isn't like late 60s but yeah, to talk about it. And they were all Italian guys, speaking Italian, foo-foo in your hair and that kind of shit. Nice. Uh, I thought they did a good job. So, so why does this band only last one gig? Uh, there was beef between uh, the... Principals. The guy who played guitar was pretty... Yeah, there was just beef. Not not with me, but those two were in another project together. And that guy kind of lost his mind. Not Tyler, but the other dude. Right. And we just, we just started doing... I was really more into noise at the time really and what they were getting too musical uh and it wasn't very musical they were just not getting along so we just took it as the two of us and made noise. no no um, i've had people on the show before talk about this you know descriptor noise mm-hmm. i think uh john cage said noises could be mozart if you're trying to talk to somebody and the shit's getting in the way <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, it's the, right, pretty relative. The context is pretty important. So what, what did you consider this band not noisy enough? Uh, it was pretty noisy, but I wanted to do... The big problem was the lack of interaction between two of the principals. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't fix that. I found that out. You can practice if people... But if there's personality problems, they ain't going to get fixed. <laughs> yeah, practice won't, practice won't help that. The one guy went a little... I mean, actually, like, mental health issues. Yeah, so, yeah. And you get to know, get cl- close and personal in a band situation with that kind of stuff. So so what was mm-hmm. the, what was next for music? As Because on the other side, you're the one enabling music by putting people on your show. But this other part is you developing your own kind of persona, right? Expression. Yes. So and, and where does the sharky face? Is that way down the road? Not too far down the road, because I was booking, I was booking bands. My I, the the fundraising right was like a jump the off, benefits and, had, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I had Daniel Johnson on my show, and I booked. Oh. I actually booked and took Dan on a his first little tour. I mean, I know he played in New York and had incidences with like Sonic Youth and jumping out the window. Oh and yeah, and all that. But we actually took him to. We had two bands, and one it was just me and Dan, and the other was the band that I had gotten together for him. And Brown Hornet, and we went to like you know on like little five show gigs, and I took him on a longer tour. But anyway, from that, uh, my noise project just got to play show. Like I went to Japan with Three Day Stubble, and I remember Three Day Stubble. Tom yeah. Bowles played with those guys for a while. Yeah, and you know yeah. they used to wear fucking McDonald's shit. Because like, when I first met Daniel Johnson, he was wearing McDonald hat and shit. I guess he worked there. 
And in fact, it was at it was opening up for butthole surfers when Firehose first started. In fact, Gibby, for the gig on the poster, Sonic Youth was involved too. It was he put Sonic Butt Fire on the poster. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Daniel talked to me about the Beatles for like two hours, and he gave me this cassette and it had a song on there called "Walking the Cow" that I covered. I kept his words oh, and kept yeah. the chords, but I kind of changed the rhythm. That's a beautiful. But I song. got to play with him. A couple of months before he passed away. So, yeah, his brother took him on a tour. He wasn't talking. He didn't even remember me. Mm. But I did get to play with him a little bit there at the end. And, yeah. Uh, very tragic in some ways. But uh, no, t- tell me about your noise thing. So it comes out of this band? Sharky Face comes out of this band? Sharky Face came out of that. I, I, I actually moved to, I think my... I started playing out here solo because I was still tarantism. Like I had wolf eyes played in my house and like, uh, Carolina came through and Grux. Was, yeah. Yeah. Grux. Yeah. And, uh, uh the, the Michigan guys, the wolf eyes. Yeah. They just did a great collab with the model home people. You know yeah, what, there. Scotty, I found out Scotty, the drummer of the Stooges was one of those cats. Godfather. Oh, I believe it, man. They're like, <laughs> Cool Everything's fucking connected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay, so these guys are playing your house and stuff, but but you end up in California. I end up in California, uh, playing out here in different projects. Uh, I sent you one of them, pigs in the ground. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's towards yeah. the end there. Yeah. Yeah, and um, next hour. I, uh, so you must have lost your radio show then at the school. I I kept it until like I left and quit. Uh, I actually ended up quitting. I had a foot injury and a lot of the buildings weren't accessible and it pissed me off. So I just kind of dropped out and, you know, was focusing on booking bands. And then through that uh, and, and playing, like, like I said, Tarantism went to Japan with three days double. And shortly after that, I moved to San Francisco. Um, yeah, I was super involved in the costume, you know, the whole brutal. Right. That's what Grex calls it. Costume noise scene. Yeah. was, was really into that. And then I had a radio show, um, at a pirate radio station and it was called crouching with sharky face. And, that okay. wasn't my that wasn't my nickname or anything. It was just something I said when I was like in a really bitchy mood, you know, when I was feeling like you had a sharky face. Yeah, sharky <laughs> face. <laughs> okay, so the persona actually predates the the mu- music. It does. I that was my email address was sharky face for for like radio shit, and I was playing, you know, in, in duos and trios and other bands that I'm not allowed to say that I was in. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, secret ones. But um I know Grux is part of a lot of those little bitch fights and shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, Grux and I haven't spoken in many a year. Oh, you're with him. You know, I I never know who to talk to about him because I don't know what how they stand with him. Uh you can talk to him about I mean I am very grateful for him. He you is, say the wrong name all of a sudden, man, it's like dropping a quarter in the fucking go off machine. <laughs> Look, yeah, and so we're at the end. Of, we're going to have to postpone this for just a little bit because we're at the end of the se- uh, first hour of November 27, 2023. This is so special guest, Angela Edwards. Hold tight, Angie Edwards. Hold tight, Rower, too.
November 27, 2023. It's the second hour of Watt from Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show, start of the second hour. Jeweled Snakes, Light of His Light is a Feather is the title. Then we had the Flower Corsano duo. Chris Corsano's coming out. He's gonna do a gig in Joshua Tree and wants to record with Joe Biza and myself. So When's that? I wanna it's, it's coming up in December. Uh, December sixteenth is his gig at the uh Yucca Valley media place where I was with uh, Derek Money Punny last week. Oh shit. And then oh he's gonna come to Pedro and record uh yeah, do well he's gonna Harote of a friend of uh, Derek's is gonna record us and then we're gonna do a gig here in Pedro and then record it at the yeah. Sardine. Uh and then uh Winter Kills, Jewel Snakes. So that's a yes cover. Is actually. that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in the timeline of things, Jewel Snakes is is down the road from Sharky Face. Yeah, Jewel Snakes. Sharky Face actually came about because uh, this guy, Glamorous Pat, asked. He was playing at Terminal, an underground venue out here. Uh, it's been around for years. And he wanted to play with me. And I got put on the flyer solo. And I had never played solo. But I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll do it. I had found a um, Tom Nunn instrument on the street, actually. Tom Nunn Bug. It's another amazing... Oh. Yeah, so I just played that, and that's how it came to be. And that's the first Sharky Face gig. Yeah. Okay, and would you call it a success? Yeah, absolutely. I felt like I could do me more, not you know spastic stuff with, because all my other projects were in, were with you know ensemble ex- exes. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. Exes oh, and then yeah, guy. involved with them too. Man, yeah, that, that's kind of a messy, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it it did it got messy. Yeah. A lot. A lot of messes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually my band situation situations ain't like that, but uh, I can I can I can relate though. And so it's kind of liberating being in an autonomous mode like Sharky Face where you're the shot caller. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh once you got a gig under your belt, did you think about making recordings? No, I have issues with, like, uh, anxiety and, like, being seen, like, doing my, the expression of it, like, that that, uh, stuff that you have, Melancholetta and Pan and Echo, which is about the myth, not actually the uh, effects of Pan and Echo, even though there's a lot of that in there. I didn't even realize it. It's about, the you know, the myth of Pan and Echo, the nymph. But anyway, that whole album was, like, based on my mom's. Uh, birth date. You're talking about Pan and Echo, the Greek gods? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, (laughs) because it's also effects used in uh, mixing music, right? I know, and it says (laughs) a lot of Pan and Echo in that, and I didn't even... I use a lot of panning and echoing, and people just assume that that's... Let's hit the listeners that. Panning people's like left to right, and echo's kind of like, you know... Of re- re- recalling the sound again and again, and they actually come out. Yeah, Pan was this guy that had half goat body, and he played little flutes. And then uh, Echo was a cat who kind of got into himself a little too much. <laughs> no, that's he- narcissist. Echo narcissist. Was a that's right. Yeah, Echo that's was a right. Dim. I'm sorry. So, uh, Echo is actually a curse. Like uh, er, that's right. Curse. That's right. Because she loved narcissists. I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah, she, she did was. love Narcissus, but Narcissus had no room for her because it's all about him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he ends up drowning because he falls. He's <laughs> into his face so much he falls into the water, right? Yeah, he drowns in his damn self. Yeah, his own fucking. Self. Ain't that that's what the metaphor for 
people. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but it just turned out like it was convenient. Yeah, see, titles are, are really great that way. So, like, you don't want to capture, you, you wanted Sharky Face just to be a gig sensation. I just have, you know, I was just kind of like shy about it. And then actually Leslie, again, once again, yeah, when Leslie that's the started. That's key for people. Yeah, Careful. I love her so much. Yeah. She came out of like being 12 years, you know, just dealing with her her trauma herself or yeah. her, you know, her chronic illnesses and stuff. Yep. And she started doing records and she hooked me up with Arvo from No Part of It. And the two of them kind of just, the combination was right. And, you know, because my stuff's all kind of heavy, my solo stuff. Uh -huh. And uh, I finally was just like, fuck it. And I, I sort of, you know, I was surprised that it, it, it did better than any other, like Jeweled Snakes. I love that band, but nobody really. Well, what, what, it. Uh, well tell me about Jeweled Snake, because we got some more right here. This doesn't drown the witch. Don't drown the witches. Don't drown the witches. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's me. It's a duo uh, with me and Scott from Scott Lim from Phantom Limbs. That, right. But uh, they were they were down there. They were from down there. But uh, and it's just two of us. We're not sequenced at all. It's. It's like, it's like running sound for a band, each of us, you know, mixer with a bass and a lead keyboard and a sampler and a drum machine. And we just have to start it, all our shit, and stop it between songs. It's crazy. It's, it's, there's a lot of adjusting and a lot of, but I love that band. It's fun. It's a party band. Okay, let's listen.
Bought from Pedro Show that Chuck Music. Start off Jewel Snakes doing Don't Drown the Witches. Then the Bobby Lees with Bobby Lee. Street Sex with Our, lesions. our lesions. Not lessons, people. Lesions. <laughs> a little difference. Ray Shin. on lesions. Yeah, a little bit. Triangle Messenger. And finally, what you were referring to before, Pigs in the Ground. Tongues yeah. of Fire. And who was it, Pigs in, in the Ground? That's me and uh, this guy, Loach Filet, is his uh, solo noise name. He was also involved in that whole costume noise, brutal but sound effects. The Carolina days and stuff. Yeah. But, he, but that stuff is before Jeweled Snakes. That stuff is before Jewel Snakes or Pigs in the Ground. Yeah, okay. it's around the same time. It's actually he and I, Bobby Lochley and I, yeah. uh, had this our our separate duo. We actually did a lot of weird shit together. A band called Dadrick Puds, and it was like a monster doo-wop band. And monster doo-wop. Yeah, it was. That's I a genre name. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was weird, but uh, Pigs in the Ground is us, and we. We actually got some good shows and played like Color and Space Fest and little tours. We played with Leslie. We went on tour with Leslie. And um, and how would you say Jewel Snakes was different from Pigs in the Ground? Well, well, two different guys, right? Collaborators. Yeah, two different collaborators. Uh, it's different in, in you know with uh, Jewel Snakes. We actually have songs, and it's more like of a party. And Pigs in the Ground was just intense. Uh, mostly improvisational, harsh, dark noise. You know, I'm curious about improvised music. Uh, who decides who goes first in your case? Um, sometimes you say right before, like I play with, uh, I'm going to play some shows this weekend with my love, uh, Sandy Sleeper from Demon Sleeper. And we'll just, say like you start or I start or I'm going to start with this or I have an idea to start and then you just play off of each other. Okay. And like something like Jewel Snakes, you worked out composition. So you don't, there's none of that involved. Yeah. That's all songs. Yeah. It's all chaos songs, not sequenced electronic music with a bunch of different, you know, we both have two synths and a drum machine and samplers. And we're just like, you said bass own. in that other band. Do you play bass guitar? Um, bass, I play bass, like, I have a bass station, like a bass synth. So okay. I, like I the left hand, guitar. like the left yeah. hand on a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Those things can be fat, I tell you. They can be mm -hmm. fat. And a very legato. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. March 27, 2023. This is so special guest, Angie Edwards. Hold tight. Round right, three. November 27, 2023, it's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro show.
Start off the third hour. Sharky Face and Jay Corber doing blood transfusion. And we had anti-industry, right? Talking about Leslie Keffer. Mm-hmm. Numinous interference. And finally, Sharky Face, woman alone, though. She'll be bringing down the mount. Okay, Angie, hip us to this collab with Jay Corber, Sharky Face. Yeah, man. Uh, so Jay and I, another ex-boyfriend, Uncle Jay, we call him now, because he's, he's like my, he was my doggy baby daddy, and uh, he still takes care of my dogs when, like, I go out of town and stuff, but he's now Uncle Jay. Um, so, I don't know why I told that story, but... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> look, me and Kay, much better friends now than when we were married. That happens. Yeah. Some people <laughs> think it's got to be all nuclear war and this... No, things change. No. And sometimes it get well, better. <laughs> It is definitely better, but he had a really bad accident while we were dating, like really, really, really bad. That's where the title blood transfusion came from. He uh, he w- was run over by a street sweeper that, that turned into him when he was on his bicycle and drug Damn. him underneath, and he nearly died, and they, yeah. couldn't, they couldn't get enough blood in his body, and when he was in the hospital, uh, I got him, we got him an iPad, and he was recording a lot of intense sounds and uh i just collaborated with his recordings and then played recordings of him playing drums underneath and stuff because grandpa's and i went on a tour like shortly after while he was still recovering and um that was something that came out i just used a lot of samples of him and from, from the experience yeah yeah absolutely. wow talk about document that shit was intense but you know what it, not just document but like kind of using it as I don't know, ammunition or material. You know, when I had the sickness that almost killed me, I got an opera out of it. Oh, you, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you got to make, you know, something positive out of such a negative fucking pile of shit. Yeah. That's my solo, the first Sharky Face, uh, and, and I have a, I'm working on another one right now. Yeah. Rapsman, but my first album on No Part of It, uh, uh, climax in a process, which is a reference yeah. to the full moon. People are like assuming that it's a you know, woman climax. They're like, ooh, you know, but no, it's like the full moon is between the, the, the waning and waxing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the climax in the process. Sure. And uh, that, like, talking about using stuff. Well, uh, you know what, Angie, I think because we got so much artificial light in the older days, the moon used to be so important to us, and stars too, because it was mm-hmm. a lot brighter sky. Exactly. I think with the artificial light, it's different days. And we still fill the pool. We're still filling it. We just, we can't see. That's right. Full, that's right. Moon's full right now. Yeah. And and in the old days, that would have been a big deal, right? You would know about that time of the month, everything. Nowadays, we hardly know it because all the street lights and all the other shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that, you know, I think artists are kind of sensitive to stuff like that, though. Even with all the distraction kind of thing. Uh, look, here's another sharky face alone. Long disengagement. Yeah. <laughs> That's an old one. Yeah. Old, old one. <laughs> well, uh, give us some insight. Um, That's something. I, I used to record a lot and I would, you know, even though I didn't put out, I have a lot of stuff on compilations and um, I just didn't, or splits size of a cassette or something like that but um this was just something 
I recorded years ago in, um, you know, like 2005 or something. And I didn't really finish it or do anything with it until much, much later. And it was like part of a 11 year relationship I had when I was doing that. So that's why I called it a long disengagement. Cause I just sort of, put it in a lot of ways it was a long <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's listen.
Live from Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. That chunk start off with Sharky Face doing a long disengagement. Then we had Model Home and Wolf Eyes. Here's that collab I was telling you about. Yeah. Staircase version. And finally, Sharky Face with Celebration Jet. So, well, hip us to Celebration Jet. It's actually, people say that it's cere- cerebration. Oh, yeah, <laughs> cerebration. What? It's like, <laughs> I'm making it's, up letters. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone does it. It's like uh, fast thinking is basically what I was saying. That's all on a... Uh, or the Moog, Asian thing where the R's and L's get lost. Moog 3P at uh, Mills College, that whole thing. Oh, that. You, you got some time. You know, Brother Ted from Flipper mm-hmm. told me he did Mills College. They almost closed that place. They did close it. It was bought. It's a Mick College now. Oh, okay. they, they sold it to Northwestern, and it's like not. It's the music department, the famous world famous music department, which started as a tape music center and sure. counterculture shit. Modular uh, that's synths, gone. all that kind. Of, that's all gone. Oh, yeah, fuck. It's all gone. But I got to touch some some amazing synths that otherwise, you know, I might not ever even be around. How long were you there? Um, I actually went, I finished my BA that I, you know, I quit, I quit UT. I went back and got my BA in music there and then I went to grad school. So four years. Whoa. Took me four semesters to finish my BA, even though I was in college for seven years before that. That's all right. uh, Yeah. Orson Welles (laughs) said they're no, they're going to sell no wine before it's time. There you go. (laughs) So yeah, four years. Takes what it takes. And, and and you said you're working on something right now, because I, I want to know what's next up for Sharky Face. What's up next for Jeweled Snakes? Is there anything ever with pigs in the ground again, or has that run its course? That has run its course. Bobby does a uh, cumbia band with uh, Brampaws, who's been on your show before too. Whoa! And okay. he's, he's got a lot going on. He's my neighbor. Like we could, he lives you know out back. Another another great great ending the happy ending but um yeah no no pigs in the ground but jolt snakes we're working on an album right now okay. and i have a solo thing coming out on Ratskin records and, uh, and is this a solo and, thing called sharky face or is it called angie it's Anders. sharky face i'm okay. always sharky face solo as for now but yeah i'm excited about that that should be out in the uh summer and how, how has it developed since that first you know it wasn't even planned right you just stumbled into it yeah, it wasn't planned. Someone put me on a flyer as right. Sharky Face as my my email name. I didn't even get to choose what I played as, but then right. for so long, you know, people call you that when it's your email name or your handle on Yahoo groups and shit. So it just sort of stuck. Like people would just call me Sharky. What about lot. the twenty twenty three evolution? How's it different than that early Yahoo Sharky Face? It's more thoughtful, you know. I, I there's like I, I usually do things with intents now and like from we're talking about processing there's a lot of uh-huh. trauma processing or just dealing with neurodivergence when i play solo as opposed to like pigs in the ground or not pigs in the ground jeweled snakes yeah is more of a uh, i got a lot of animals in my names <laughs> uh jeweled right. snakes is like it's a party man you know it's like songs and but it's songs stuff, so. yeah because some people think Go buy uh, your album. <laughs> improv- improv- improvisation is a party and songs are too disciplined yeah but- I, I like that. I like that. Anything can be a party, people. I, I party with improvisation. I'm playing yeah. with Demon Face. It's a combination of Demon Sleeper, uh, Sandy, who's in Las Sucias, amazing sure. band, 
it's her her solo thing is demon demon sleeper uh-huh. and then we combine demon sleeper sharky face and it's improvisation but it's going to be a party demon face we'll be, in, right? we'll be near you okay yeah, we'll be in well, la this weekend this weekend where yeah at uh coaxial on friday night we're playing with uh coaxial. Where, where was coaxial coaxial is uh is downtown south main street yeah main street by mayor's office it's no it's a i think it's a fashion district hold on i can tell you right now i have the i'll, I'll tell you the address in a minute but um you know, the LA Fashion District, uh, so like 8th and Broadway. It's, uh, hold on, I'll find it for you. I saw Ig at the Orient with, Theater. Playing with, uh... You know, in the old days, there was never any gigs down there. That used to be such heavy neighborhood. It trips me out how there's shows there now. Yeah, 1815 <laughs> South Main Street. Okay, 18, so that's like 18th Street in Maine. That's way, yeah, way south. 1815, yeah. Yeah, so that, but that used to be Joseph like Cameron. there was never gigs. You know, they're they're trying to reinvent downtown Los Angeles. That's trippy. But you're coming it. down here to go play there, okay? Coaxial, and and what is it? Sharky Face gig? No, it's Demon Face. It's me. Ah, and, Demon uh, Face. That's right. Demon Face. Yeah. Collab. That's. And what what about recording with them? Do you you got recording plans with Demon, uh, the Demon Face collab? Um, we went on tour. We played. Uh, we played uh, End Times Fest last spring and played some shows. Uh, and no, we we have some recordings from that, but we should sit down and record something. Well, but you know, I, if you do, it would be righteous to have you both come on the show. Oh, really? That'd yeah. What about a yeah. demon face appearance on the Watt from Pedro show? We'd love it. Okay, the invite is out. When we go off, I'll write you an email about it. We'll set it up for January or February. Uh, but the other stuff, too, when you come out with the new Sharky face, when you come out with these jewel snakes, please uh, bring it to Watt and uh, come on the show. Let's talk about it, play from it. I, I love what you're doing, man. It's oh, uh, very you. inspiring, very uh, righteous, you know. Even a guy on uh, old-fashioned bass guitar can get lit by that. <laughs> so thank you so much, Angie. People, it's been the November 27, 2023 edition of Watt Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.